Welcome to the Story Tinker Podcast, a place for in-depth analysis of Webtoon stories. Co-hosted by sharp, witty, and dare I say thirsty fans, we dive deep into every episode, analyzing character struggles, relationship development, and of course, theories. You can follow the Story Tinker on YouTube, podcast platforms, and social media. For bonus content, sneak peeks, and more, you can support the Story Tinker on Patreon. We are really appreciative of your likes, subscribes, and follows on all platforms. Thank you for listening to The Story Tinker, and let's get started. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 152 of Let's Play, and we are here with Christine, Laura, and Zebra. Hi guys. Hello. I just want to start off with everyone visually reenacting, visually and orally reenacting our reaction to the episode. Ready? Oh, yes, yes. Okay, well, with that preface, let us start off. So I knew, by the way, as soon as we opened up with the recap being sexy times from like 120 something, I was like, okay, yeah. We're going to have some more of that in this episode. <laughs> All right, here we go. Laura, take it away. Yes, this is Laura here. So we start off with the opening panel of just Sam's apartment building. Um, at first, I thought it was morning time, but then we see in the next panel, thanks again for ordering dinner to Charles. So it's early evening. And uh, Charles responds, my pleasure, Bunty. Did you like the food? Yes, I did. And you see, you know, take out containers. Um, and then it, uh, camera pans back you so you can see Sam and Charles sitting on Sam's couch and Bowser on oh, Charles' lap. Oh He's just looking so happy. <laughs> so happy. He's like so pleased with himself. Oh, so cute. You know what? I'd be pleased with myself too if I was laying in Charles' lap. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Sam. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'd have that same look on my face. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> so who thinks oh, this word. is uh, can, can we read this as a sign if the dog likes him? I personally have always felt that way. <laughs> it's always a good sign. Definitely helps. Definitely helps. So Sam says, sorry, I don't have a dining table. And Charles responds, it's, it was no trouble. Um, Kind of annoying <laughs> not having a table to eat at. <laughs> oh, um, that's so funny. I was about to say, I was like, I don't like dining tables. <laughs> oh, really? We, we had a table in the kitchen, but for a lot, for, I don't know, I can't remember anymore, but like we definitely had for a couple of years, we didn't. We would like, sit on the couch or whatever. And um, I don't know, I don't like too much furniture. I know this is not like a, a place to set a pine on our decorating taste, but I was like, yeah, you don't need a table. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, funny. I, eat almost always standing up right now because I'm always running back and forth between four kids. Can I have a drink of water? I dropped my fork. I need a new, you know. Can I have another quesadilla? So I'm usually eating standing up anyway. Yeah, That's usually, so funny. I'm like, super messy. Oh. oh, sorry. Go ahead, Christine. Oh, I was going to say, you like, usually like when me and my fiance eat here, like um, sometimes we eat at the dining table, but most of the time we're like sitting like not on the couch, but like at the foot of the couch oh. and like have like the coffee table like right there and we're just like eating oh. <laughs> yeah I, I, oh, I remember yeah. doing that all the time when I had a coffee table yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and I wonder if Sam does that with hers with she has a little coffee table in front of the in front of the couch I just have such a hard time I'm really messy <laughs> so if I if I don't eat in um the kitchen I have to be really careful so I don't stain the carpet in our rented apartment yeah anyway <laughs> anyway interesting discussion about dining <laughs> i'm glad we're getting to the important nitty-gritty stuff of this episode very important yes this very one, important. that was very important <laughs> so here's the rest Charles. of the episode this is important <laughs> <laughs> we need to we need to spend more time on this table arrangement i mean what, what about that mean? what about the pillow she's got on the couch what do you guys think of the design Actually, they're eating on a white couch it's a little dangerous it is mm -hmm. so maybe we should talk about spot treatment <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Okay, okay. I'm gonna restrain myself because I really could. We really could talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good to know. If you have any questions about spot treatment, go to Mindy. <laughs> I'm not that great, but anyway. Okay. Let's, let's stop. <laughs> okay. So in the next panel, we have Charles saying, "Are you feeling better? And have you had a chance to relax?" And he's smiling. And Sam responds, "Yeah, this was nice. Restaurants are great, but it was nice to eat good food at home too." which I totally get. I like being at home. Mm -hmm. And then we see a panel of Sam and she's looking kind of pensive. And she says, Charles, do you mind if I ask you something? And he responds, not at all. I wish I knew what a Welsh accent sounded like. I could try to pretend, but I'm not going to pretend. So anyway, Charles. Apparently <laughs> it's close Charles. to, well, I bet it's not even close to Australian because Lucy, Lucy pretends that he's Australian. So, but I bet um, she just gets it totally wrong because he's really yes. offended by it. Oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna maybe say something that British people will be like, "What's she talking about?" But I listen to like Welsh people online, and when they're speaking English, they sound British. When they're speaking Welsh, they sound, you know, it's like a different language. But when they speak English, it sounded just like regular British. And of course, I know regular British. There's so many different parts of England, blah blah blah. But like, they sounded a British. <laughs> I bet there's like different dialects, but yeah, to us, it would probably just, it's British. <laughs> mm -hmm. So Sam asks Charles, what are your goals for the future? It's a very formal question. And so it takes him by surprise. He says, pardon, where did this line of questioning come from? Um, and she said, I guess I'm just a bit curious about you. I know a bit of your history and also some of your hobbies, but I don't know much about your what your plans in life are. And she's getting more comfortable as she puts her arm up and her legs up. And Bowser just so face. <laughs> I thought like like Sam was starting to get like you know like a little like like ooh la la. <laughs> well, she does well. look amazing in this dress. Hmm. Yes. By the way, it's funny, Christina, you mentioned that because on my first date with my husband, um, I did that pose, and at that moment, I was like, wait, I think if I do that, it means I like him. <laughs> so yes. But I, I love that she's asking him this and I love the whole conversation that follows because to me, I don't, okay, I know that their intention is not a relationship, but theoretically, if they were getting into a relationship, I mean, these are the kinds of questions, especially if you want, you know, long-term relationship that you would need to ask to know, you know, what are you going to be like holding in the same place? Like, are you heading in the same direction? Are you going to be compatible after more than a couple of months? And like the way I grew up, that was um, like the, you know, we only dated for marriage. There's no such thing as fooling around or dating. So these were questions that we were told like from a very, very young age. Okay, you should always, you know, know what are, do you have the same values? Do you have the same like lifestyle standards? Do you have the same like uh, expectations of, you know, everything? Like just discuss all these things on your dates because you want to make sure you can live with this person. and you know, it's something that like I took for granted. Um, and then when I realized not everyone dates this way and then they're like, you know, they, what can happen is you're like in a relationship for a while and then you realize you're not really compatible. And then there's a lot of heartbreak because you already love the person. So I love that she's having these conversations. And again, like, I don't know if they're actually, you know, he said clearly he doesn't want a relationship. She said she doesn't know what she wants, but I am happy that she's asking him because they also want to hear his answers. Like, let's hear, I, what, are you, what are you thinking? I think right here, even though they know that they don't want to get into a relationship, despite everybody else just dying for them to get into a relationship, right? Um, they're definitely friends, and they're definitely growing closer to each other in um, a very fun, fun way, even if it isn't going to end up in a serious relationship on on either side at this point we do not know but they're definitely friends they're definitely getting to know each other and they talk about some really important deep topics between between each other and what's important to them and so I think this is great and I'm a little sad that Charles hasn't had a chance to um, open up about himself more yet they've been focusing right. a lot on mm -hmm. on Samara exactly yeah that's a good point I hadn't thought about that um yeah because it's it's been Charles taking the lead in stuff like that and opening Sam up um, and she so, needed that she needed yeah that. Mm -hmm. but Charles needs some tender love and care and he needs to open up a little bit more mm -hmm. <clears throat> step in Sam to do the job yes yeah and he seems uncomfortable with it because he um 
by his response. So she continues, you know what my dream and goals are? And he asks, you mean about being a game creator full-time? And she said, yeah, we've talked about it a lot. Do you want to continue working at Young Tech? Do you want to change careers? Do you want to stay living in America? And she looks genuinely interested. She's looking at him. She's like very open body language. She's smiling, but he's uncomfortable. <laughs> and he takes a beat and says, you say you don't want to be the next CEO, but I can't help but feel like I'm being interviewed for a job right now. And he pinches Bowser. <laughs> like playing with a little doggy fat. Little doggy yeah, fat. little rolls. Uh -huh. Never mind. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. What? That, what? Yeah, you can't say what that. that. I'm still imagining myself in Charles's lap. So <laughs> I just got a little pinch there. Where oh. did he pinch you? <laughs> Sorry. There are so many good places. <laughs> I can say this because my husband the other day, I was, I was talking to him today about how I was frustrated because there's a little bit of hate going on on Charles on Facebook, not bad hate, but just enough to get me just bothered. And so I was telling my husband this, like, he just looks at me, he's like, they just don't understand him like you do. <laughs> And then he added, because you're married to him. So my daughter, my daughter, my daughter leaned over while I was reading this, maybe in season one or season two. And Charles was on the screen with Sam. Like, Mommy, look, it's daddy. And I'm like, oh, Sam right. <laughs> <laughs> but my last name is Jones. Oh. And so he is Welsh. Know. He doesn't sound Welsh. His ancestry is Welsh, and they have similar characteristics and personality traits. So that might be why I like him so much and <laughs> defend him to the death. <laughs> so sorry, my little tangent there. But yeah, so I can say Charles can pinch me anywhere because my husband supports me. <laughs> oh, okay. Nice. Love it. As long as this is a cartoon character. <laughs> We're, we're all in the same boat that's good mm -hmm. yes <clears throat> so charles you know he looks down he's playing with the dog he like his body language says he's kind of uncomfortable so then sam kind of reciprocates uncomfortable body language she looks away she messes with her hair tucks it behind her ear says oh i'm sorry it's none of my business i just wanted to learn more about you and she bites her lip and she's still looking away and charles looks over her he has little they both have little sweat marks they're both a little awkward right now so, but he breaks the tension and says, I honestly do not know what I want in the long-term Bundy. I try to take things one day at a time and not dwell on what the future may hold. And while he's talking, he's still playing with Bowser, giving him little chin scratches, cheek scratches, which Bowser is loving. Yes. <laughs> They're so cute. <laughs> Their little relationship. Love Bowser. Mm -hmm. I know. So what I noticed is that Charles, when he saw that Sam was uncomfortable and feeling bad about herself, he, you know, he did take a moment, but he answered because he didn't want to make her feel bad about asking. It's a oh, good point. It's cool that he's willing to open up. It's obviously hard for him to do in this mm -hmm. instance. Yeah, right. The, the whole thing when he, you know, he's like, oh, I'm being interviewed that's deflection you know and making a joke so he doesn't have to say anything mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah how do you I, I i honestly when i hear this thinking i don't know what i want in the long term does do you guys relate to that because for me that's the furthest thing I'm, i've always been a very future oriented person like literally since i can remember being conscious i've always had like goals like okay i want to do this in the future and i have like 25 million of them so i don't even know what this would feel like so when he I, says afterwards and I kind of like, I, I don't think I've had that kind of experience that would make me drop my long-term goals. But do you guys relate to what he's saying? I know I do. Um, hmm. I think we could have felt like this before, but I really honestly think he doesn't want to look in the future for the same reason he doesn't want to look in his past. Mm -hmm. I really think it's because of his trauma. When he was happily married, you know, he, it sounded like when he was talking to, um, Mr. Young, that he wanted a family. And that was probably um, some of his main goals. I don't know. This is just speculation, but it sounded like that was something that he wished for himself. He didn't have a father figure in his home. So maybe it was his goal to be a good father figure uh, to somebody. 
he's obviously a very caring individual. He notices things that people don't notice. He tries to make sure that people are comfortable, even if he has kind of an uncomfortable standoffish demeanor. There's uh, things that he does to try to make people more comfortable. Um, so him not wanting to look into the future is probably because he doesn't, it's too painful to yes. look that far in the future because he can't have what he originally wanted. He thinks well, he can't have what he originally wanted. I think, I do think that's definitely part of it. I think also maybe he's feeling a little bit like floundering. Like when I was in college, <laughs> I like wrapped up so much of my identity in um, pursuing my degree and getting my certification and doing all the stuff I needed to do to, I studied music therapy. So once I graduated and I did my internship and I passed the certification exam and I was like, I'm a music therapist. Now what? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> what do I do now? Obviously I'm going to work, but like, what's driving me? And so like, I felt kind of like I was floundering, like, what am I doing now? Where am I going? What's going to happen? Because I had this huge goal that I had worked so hard for and I was so laser focused on. So maybe part of what you're saying, Sabra, is part of what Charles is experiencing. Like he had this marriage that he was like, maybe laser focused on. He I don't know. Also, also speculation. It's just now that he doesn't have that, he's kind of floundering. Yeah, he, to that point, I'm just remembering he married like right out of high school. Mm -hmm. He got married really early. And so um, having, instead of um, education, him being focused on one individual kind of consuming his life and then that being taken away, that would definitely leave somebody floundering. So that makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. Good point. No, I, I'm trying to think like what, what would have, what, what would we guess his long-term goals would have been besides for the family part, which we have, you know, a clue for, like, we know his hobbies, like fencing and, you know, the escape room. Olympics. Like, like Olympics. Huh. Mm -hmm. He was going to be in the Olympics and fencing. What happened? Was there, was there a reason given for what happened with that? No, not hmm. particularly. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I'm curious if like, if, part of what we'll get in the story if Charles you know becomes you know heals is if we'll see what he what goals he does develop it could be his friend that cheated on his help with right. the other maybe, maybe he was another fencer right yeah mm -hmm. I don't know <laughs> that would be a good tie-in yeah. mm -hmm. was um you mentioned something on a conversation we were having, Mindy, about uh, maybe we'll get a chance to see more flashbacks from him. And okay, this is totally like fan fiction spinoff, but mm -hmm. I was thinking of this horrible scene that could take place. Um, so you know how when we always see the flashback and he's going to the door and he's getting ready to open it. And we've <gasps> never once, we've never once seen her face. So what if he's finally allowing him to see, and this is totally maybe way off the, out there, but maybe he's allowing himself to remember this situation and he opens the door and instead of it's him seeing his wife there, he sees Sam. And that could send, that could send him spiraling. Um, I mean, even maybe he, she, he sees her with Marshall. I mean, and it's just totally fabricated in his mind but it could send him spiraling and um panicking reliving it except associate i mean that's just something that came to my mind what were you thinking because you you i could tell you had a thought there yeah what if when they you know are getting into it later on or slash next episode or whatever um what if he actually has to stop because he he keeps flashing back to his wife and he can't do it uh, <laughs> or flashing back to any of like the other girls yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I was also curious because we always see the chains, right? But um, I do not think with all of these other past relationships that he's had, we would have seen the same struggle with control, if that makes sense. Like um, when he was with Eva, I doubt in the background we're seeing control 
um, battling with his emotions. I have a feeling he was completely in control in those instances or with Rosewood. Um, so I'm really curious as, <laughs> sorry, I sound really funny. Um, I'm really curious as to what control is holding back because I don't think it's lust or, or sexuality or something like that because he obviously could experience those things while still being in control. So what is it about Sam that's making him let go? Well, it's an emotional connection. Like there's lust for a random person and there's lust for someone that matters. So I guess I'm just curious. We'll, we'll find out, hopefully. <laughs> Better or worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because maybe the last time he felt an emotional connection was with his like in a romantic way was with his wife his ex-wife and yeah. so he's very hesitant to try to explore that territory with with sam mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah just scared to experience those kind of emotions again because as he says here um did we finish this little section here or are we still no not um, quite <laughs> so. He continues his thought, um, but in the short term, I want to be successful and do well financially and maintain my health. And he's still looking down while he's talking. Yeah, you know, we see him do those things, right? He is successful. He seems to have a good job here. And obviously, because he has a nice penthouse. So we assume he can afford it unless he's just in debt <laughs> and maintaining his health like he does exercise. So, yeah, he's but achieving his short term goals. But that's such like a blanket statement. Like everybody wants that. <laughs> right. That's why yeah. she calls him on it. Mm -hmm. Right. So Sam now asks, and that makes you happy, which, oh my God, I, I love to see Sam kind of poking at him. This is, Sam is always very shy and, you know, non-confrontational. So I'm happy that she feels comfortable enough with him that she can, you know, push back a little bit at him. So it's, and this it's is... Yeah, this is something she's been observing and wondering about for a while. Because in the flashback at the beginning of the episode, she grabbed his face because she wanted to hold his face when he looked unhappy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sam. She cares about him. She wants him to be happy. Mm -hmm. Just like we do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Among other things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Charles looks so uncomfortable when he asks her. Like he has the side eye. He's <laughs> just very shifty. And he says, he's honest, at least with his words. He says, hey, you wouldn't say it makes me happy. It makes me comfortable. Yeah, and the little sweat mark. So I'm happy, I'm happy that he isn't shutting down. Like he actually is answering her, even if it's uncomfortable for him. No, I agree. Um, I read a comment on Facebook today talking about, again, me defending Charles to the death, right? Um, talking about how Charles is so secretive. And I'm like, he's not secretive. He's not. I can think the only secret he kept was hiding a ring in his pocket mm. and not wanting to tell people about that. And that's really intimate to know that kind of information. He's honest about being divorced. He's honest to Eva that he was with another woman the other night. He's honest on who it was. And I honestly think if uh, Sam asked him about his previous sexual partners, he would be completely open about who they were. I don't I think guess, he would lie about it. Right. He's not, he's, I would say maybe she meant he's not one people she would, if she knew the word, it would be forthcoming. He's not forthcoming. Mm -hmm. But if, if asked, you know, he would, does answer. Mm -hmm. That I can agree to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he continues, the future isn't all about dreams and goals. It's about making the best of what you have right now. Oh, that is such a bitter statement. But just as soon as he said that, it's like, oh, who hurt you? Oh, we know. But it's like, oh, we know. <laughs> you know, I definitely, um, there, there was a time in my life where I was very hopeless when, when I was um, like in school and working like crazy hours and not sleeping enough and not having any time for creativity. And I mean, it was, it's hard to quantify it, to, like, to compare the worst times in your life, because they're, like, so many, like, you can't say which one's the worst, but it's definitely one of the worst times in my life, and I had, like, I actually, like, despaired of my dreams and goals for a while, which they had been my driving force, like, ever since I was little, I was like, okay, I want to write novels, I want to write movies, I want to do this and that, and, and then for, like, a year or so, 
I kind of gave up on that, which was unthinkable. But, and I, I talked like that. I was like, oh, you know, I just have to be practical and it's just gonna be, you know, it's all about just, you know, I needed to make money because I was not making enough money. And um, it was horrible. And like, I sounded like that and it was so depressing. It's um, Langston Hughes has, I used to, during those years, I recited these poems myself a lot. He has two poems about um, dreams. And one of them is hold fast to dreams for if dreams die, life is a broken winged bird that cannot fly. Hold fast to dreams for when dreams go, life is a barren field frozen over with snow. And that was one of the amazing ones. Then another one is um, what happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun? Does it explode as a burst? But basically those, I really, really related to those because you know a life without dreams was not worth living. And you know Charles does not express any like he seems to be mentally healthy, okay, but he's definitely not living his full life like this. No, he doesn't have any hope. That's one thing that's mm -hmm. definitely missing in these statements. They're technically true statements. I mean, you can't just um, live your whole future on dreams and goals. You've got to work on the little things and be in the here and the now, but there's just no hope in these phrases that he's saying, and it's really depressing. And again, I'm glad Sam calls him out on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he, he continues and he says, and this is, by the way, he is opening up to her in, in this statement. He says, I used to plan for the future and dream big, but I learned the hard way that dreams are fragile. A single selfish act can make it all come crashing down. Planning for the future invites disappointment. It's really better not to get your hopes up. Ugh. So somehow his marriage, uh, his wife cheating on him just destroyed all of his dreams, not just the dream of a happy family. It, it destroyed everything. And I'm not really sure why, because we don't know too much of his past, but it's just sad. It's just sad. Well, he was young too. So probably like, you know, kind of like young tunnel vision. Being like, oh, this is my future. This is my future. And then like, once that's gone, it's like, what floundering exactly yeah yeah like laura said floundering yeah mm -hmm. and then i don't do you do we know how long ago this happened i don't know why seven years ago is in my head it's not seven years that's too long do we know how long ago. he's been working at young technology well i think wasn't it like was it last umed said at the party right he was crying it must have been a recent then was it like a year ago that party no, I think he's been at the at the company for a few years. Um, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure he's been divorced for quite a while. I'm pretty sure it's more than three years. Mm -hmm. I can't remember exactly, but it's not. I don't feel like this is a recent thing. No, I'm trying to remember where it was said, but I, I can't remember. In which case, Charles has been doing an excellent job of repressing his feelings and not thinking about it at all for all that time. Because I'm sure all of us here, if something bad happened to us, like we would at some point process it, you know, and try to work on it and heal. He's like avoidant. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of think that that was um, a tactic because maybe he was feeling too much. I mean, just looking him at him at the party, it's like either I'm going to be breaking down and crying whenever I have a moment to think about it or I'm taking too much whiskey. I don't know. Um, but maybe he just had to shut down to cope and move forward into the day-to-day. -day. Mm -hmm. I, kind of, I kind of feel like, um, I kind of want to see what happens when he actually starts to process it. And I kind of feel like we'll just see him totally, completely break down. But not that I wish that on him, but I kind of do at the same time. It's cathartic. Kind of a bad person. <laughs> yeah. No, it's cathartic. Yeah. Uh, my favorite scene of all time is Goodwill Hunting, where the therapist tells him, it's not your fault, it's not your fault, it's not your fault. He's like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. And then finally he actually gets him and he starts sobbing. Okay. I cannot describe it, I love it. <laughs> because yeah, that's what people have to do. So you have to, you have to feel the pain to let it go. Mm -hmm. Otherwise it's just gonna stick in your heart. Maybe he was just feeling too much and instead of processing it, he, that's when control came in and started tying up everybody in there and all of his emotions. And that's just the person he became was that um, 
cold appearing aloof character that is too beautiful to not be the villain of the story right (laughs) (laughs) yep I I said this a couple times in the podcast before but when I first met my husband he told me he's like oh whenever I have a negative feeling I push it down I push it down I was like haha you're so funny (laughs) well and then I realized he he wasn't saying the truth he really does that did that I think I think after 12 years with me he's learned a little better but he, he you know I said he went through some very tough trauma and his his way of processing was avoid <laughs> and he blocked out some pretty significant memories also so yeah that's what he did because it was too much for him <laughs> yep and monkey has said in an interview that he does not we do not see him opening the door because he doesn't want to remember that part so we don't see it because Charles doesn't think about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's just, he won't, he won't be able to process it unless he does. Mm-hmm. But I, which is why I think, which is what? Oh, it's just, which is why I was thinking, oh, wouldn't that be weird if we finally saw it and then he like changed the faces in it and it just, that's why I am. It's probably mm-hmm. a really weird thought, but I was just trying to think it probably would be more traumatic for us as readers to see it portrayed that way instead of seeing some random lady we do not know mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. if I'm right no, I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, I was just gonna say I think Mongi does a really good job of portraying what it's like to I mean uh, life is hard and all of us have to go through some sort of hardship trauma at some point and and people deal with it in different ways and so seeing I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that like don't process hard things and or like whether or not because they have the resources to Charles would have resources like financial resources to do so he doesn't have the emotional capability it doesn't seem like he doesn't have like the room in his life to process those things but he still functions he still goes about his daily life but like while while being avoidant to it he's also like his whole life is shaped by it so it's it's like this contradictory that i think is really interesting and so true to life for a lot of people and i can't help but remember how vicky responded when she just had a moment of his life just in her um just one moment of getting a glimpse of what his life is like and how much pain that caused her and how much help she needed to just kind of pull herself out of that and that just made me ache for Charles because I think it really kind of points out how much pain he is actually going through even if he doesn't show it I wonder if we will get like a moment where Vicky like tells Sam about that moment well she's been very secretive about her ability that's true but I mean, like, maybe, like, covertly, like... Yeah, I mean, she definitely knows how to help people mm-hmm. through those moments. Um, she's done it her whole life, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, definitely interesting. Because, you know, we, we've noticed that they tend to baby her a little. So the fact that she didn't tell her right away, like, I felt like she needed kind of time to process it herself before deciding what she wanted to do. But yeah, I feel like she probably would tell her something at some point, mm-hmm. you know okay, this is what I felt, you know, give me well, some feedback. Give what will like. Vicky see when she sees him next? Mm. <laughs> Especially <laughs> after what we think is going to happen next. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope. We hope. Yeah, so speaking of, of that kind of mood, Charles says, sorry, I suppose that was a bit of a mood killer because Sam's looking away quite anxious. She looks sympathetic. She looks like she feels bad for him. And she tells him, I'm thinking, I'm actually thinking that I may have been right about you always looking so sad. <gasps> Ugh, she said it. And she gets up and she the look on Charles's face. The look on Charles's face as she's walking away and he's got Bowser in his lap. That look. Right. You're leaving me too. <laughs> no, I, I was more thinking she's she's talking about the pain that he's going right. through. And it's like somebody's kind of you know, understanding, but I'm still having to feel this. And I don't know, I kind of feel like he's being forced to feel a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. He's being confronted with what people avoid talking to him about because it's like, oh, we're too polite. We don't want to mention it. 
you know, but yeah, she says, I know what happened with your ex-wife must have hurt, but I can't help but feel like you're still letting her hurt you. And then she turns back and says, she ruined your marriage, but you're letting her ruin your future. Mind blown. Very astute. Very. And so and very, to the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And very courageous to tell that to him. Like that may feel like it would be too harsh or something for other people to say, especially if they don't have a super close relationship with somebody. But she's like, you need to hear this. Yeah, well, she yeah. can give tough love because he's given her tough love and she's had some good, um, a good role model from him in all honesty, because she's been babied by everybody else. And he's, I don't know, he's kind of getting his taste of his own medicine right now. And it's really good for him. But the look on his face, it just breaks my heart. <laughs> but he, he does need it. He needs some Oh, absolutely. I'm going to have to... Um, that, you know, break up the ice with the pickaxe. Uh, he's been guarding that way too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she says, sorry, it really isn't anybody's business. And he doesn't say anything. He just looks kind of despondent. I love that face too. Can I just say one thing? She pointed out something pretty, pretty intense right there for him. But then she also took a step back to allow him to process it a little bit. And then we get a change of subject. Now, don't get me wrong. Digging and digging and digging and prodding him more and more and more. I thought it was good that she just touched on the subject, kind of made it clear that, hey, this is what I see. This is how I feel. And I think you're suffering because of this. And then she stepped back. She didn't grill him. And I think that was really kind of sweet, actually. To say what she needed to say and then back off. I'm laughing because I was the exact opposite with my husband. I was just like... (laughs) You have to tell me all about your stepfather. Tell me all about how he abused you. No, you have to. We're getting this out now. That's probably what I would have done too, to be honest. Yeah. (laughs) Which is maybe why I admire Sam for being able to step back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know I do the same thing like with my fiance. I'm like, we're getting this done now. Like, no more. This is it. We're not fighting again. But of course, you know, relationships. <laughs> relationships, they're fun. Hmm. Yeah. So I think, Christine, you're doing a third part or fourth part? Oh, no. I think I'm next. Okay. There you go. Yep. So she's walking away and she says, anyway, I'm going to go change my clothes. I think I've worn this dress enough today. I agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't say we that. That agree. was totally me. All right. So <laughs> then we see Charles and he's got a slight grin on his face and he's teasing her. Did you want some help with that? And then she pauses with her hand on the door frame and she looks back with those doe eyes. And she says, yes, she's blushing. But then, oh, he just jumps. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love this. You see, I'm sorry, that I think all. requires assistance. <laughs> He's like, move, buddy. He couldn't move Bowser fast enough. <laughs> I know. Just practically threw Bowser <laughs> I know, I love it. It's so funny. And she's she's just blushing. And you see him standing in the doorway, getting ready to walk in the room. And um, Samara's in the corner. Um, she, she's like, she looks like she's almost put herself in time out. She's just standing in the corner with her <laughs> arms around and she's just shaking. You just see her back. He asks, are you all right? And then I should be able to get this really good. Yes. So she's yeah. shivering and she's saying yes, but then he looks, he looks concerned and, and um, he says, talk to me, Bunty, what's on your mind? I'm really nervous on what we're about to do. I- I'm really nervous on what we're about to do. <laughs> uh, well, she's so shivering. open about that, you know, um, it's, it takes a lot, I think, to talk, I, I guess it depends on your personality, how you were raised, but I think I think a lot of people have a hard time talking about their sexual feelings and I'm happy that she's able to say that to him, you know, and be open. Have you noticed that she's just completely stopped trying to lie to him because he calls her on it every single time? It's like, it's pointless. I'm not even going to bother lying to him anymore. I, can, I can't get away with it. 
um, <clears throat> um, so now he's loosening his tie. Um, somebody mentioned that his tie is kind of like his control. Yeah. Monkey mentioned that in an interview. I can't remember. So he's loosening up his tie. Probably in all honesty, I think he's actually, I actually think he's at this point getting resigned to maybe having another case of blue balls in all honesty. Yeah. You know, he's like, I guess we're not going to go anywhere tonight. So, you know, <laughs> but he's very sympathetic and he says, you don't need to be nervous tomorrow. And he sits down on the bed. Um, and she says, I know, but, but I still am. And she still got her back to him. What? Yeah. yeah uh, we just said the same thing. Yeah. We're, Oh, poor girl. I know. And then he's just kind of looking up at her. Uh, he's a little hunched over. He's like, what are you nervous about? And, uh, people make such a big deal about this sort of thing. And I'm worried. What if I don't like it? <laughs> to be fair, you know, she doesn't know. That's... I like the look on his face. <laughs> I know, like well i would think that i'm skilled enough to not leave you disappointed okay, at least he knows Joe. what he's supposed to do we like it, <laughs> it was such an interesting thing for samara to say actually what if i don't like it yeah. i mean i guess i was expecting more of her expressing that maybe she wasn't going to be good at it or something. Mm -hmm. But the fact that she says, you know, maybe I won't like it. To, it's a fair concern. I'm not trying to discredit it. It's just not one I was expecting her to say. Mm -hmm. Maybe because I, you know, not everyone is as sexual. I mean, there's a whole range of like how sexual people are. So maybe she's thinking, okay, you know, the world, most people expect me to be a sexual being and to enjoy it. And then if I don't enjoy it, like, how am I going to be in a relationship? Because most people want someone who's sexual. So, yeah, I can see that anxiety. To be fair, I think her previous encounter with Charles, I'm pretty sure she's going to like it. <laughs> mm -hmm. She looked like she was enjoying herself the last time they got close. I mean, there was that orchid thing, <laughs> so. She liked it a lot. <laughs> All right, so he says that um, he's skilled enough not to leave her disappointed. <clears throat> and she looks like she's a little mortified. We're still seeing the back of her head, though. That's not what I meant. I meant. I'm a meant. And then he just kind of, he looks, what do you think this look is? He looks sad. Mm -hmm. That's for her. Maybe. I think sad for her. Worried? Sad for her? Yeah, that's what I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think he's sad for himself. I think he's more concerned and I don't know. It's a sweet look, though. Mm -hmm. I think it's. Yeah, I think he's sad that she feels this way about herself. That she's so worried and so anxious. And it's so interesting because he sees himself in such of a kind of a negative light. Um, but he thinks she's such a cute little lamb and. I don't know. It's, it's it's a sweet little look here. And he says, come here, Bunty. Come in for a hug. Oh, wait, is this you? This is Christine? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Come in for a hug. <laughs> and Sam was like, uh, Kutch? I'm pretty sure that's how it's pronounced. A Kutch? He's like, that's right. You remembered. And then yeah. Sam's like, are you disappointed in me? Not at all, Bunty. I would only be disappointed if you did something you didn't truly want. And she's like, really? I'm like, of course. Mm. And he's, you know, he's sensitive to her. Like, he realizes she's uncomfortable and he's like, okay, let's relax. You don't have to do anything you don't want to. Like, No expectations. Knows. He's giving her an out. Mm -hmm. Maybe himself an out too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, Christine. When <laughs> sorry, yeah. Christine? Couldn't hear. Uh, oh, I said like giving himself an out too. Mm. It's true. Yeah. 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 I imagine it's not very arousing to see Sam in this state. <laughs> so, <laughs> or maybe for some people it is, but, but um, yeah. That would just... be disturbing. Yes. 
sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would not be cool. So it's very sweet that he's so concerned and caring for her. Mm-hmm. And he's all like, how about we go back to your living room and get comfortable? We can watch some television, snuggle with your pup, and just enjoy your this company. I'm like, okay. <laughs> that sounds nice. She still has to get out of that dress, though. There's no way she can be that comfortable in a dress. Mm-hmm. So and She's sitting in his lap. So sweet. Yeah. <laughs> she was so happy too. She's like smiling contentedly, putting mm-hmm. her, her head on his cheek. So, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but my husband, he's a lot taller than me. And so one of my favorite things to do is I'll just walk up to him like this. And he just kind of like envelops me and it's the sweetest thing and I love it and it probably looks completely idiotic because I'm not holding him at all I'm just kind of snuggled into him but it just makes me think of that he's he's much more um <clears throat> he's a lot taller than her and he's able to kind of envelop her and that just feels like love to me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. he's rubbing her shoulder it's so sweet mm-hmm. holding her hands Oh, I, I love cuddling my husband and I always tell him like pretty much almost every night I'm like you know I'm like oh you're so warm you're so soft I'm like what do people do when they don't have someone to sleep with <laughs> I'm sad mm-hmm. I unfortunately well me and my fiance are like almost the same height and I'm like four or four five four like on a good day <laughs> so like so like when I like try to smoke on him like when I'm sitting on his lap it kind of looks I'm sure it looks awkward but like I'm just like oh <laughs> I try that to be like a small puzzle I'm like oh this next panel killed me mm-hmm. it just killed me and he's like we don't have to do anything else how does that sound love you do not call somebody love unless you have a deep connection with that person Mm -hmm. i call my children love sometimes i call my husband love and that's it that's it my husband will call me love you don't do it unless you really care about this person and he already had a cute nickname i know (laughs) it this way but he did he doesn't even know it you can be in denial all you want, but he said it. He loves her. We oh, love him for loving her. <laughs> <laughs> Observe our meltdown over a <laughs> We're not even at the best part yet. Okay. I know. I'm sorry, but I just died when he called her love. I, I just, know. Was, it's so sweet. Mm-hmm. I, I do feel obligated to point out that a lot of people in the UK will say love as a way to say like, hi, honey. But mm-hmm. however, I think right, you brought up a good point that he already has a cute nickname for her, but he didn't call her Bunty. He called her love, which I think is significant. It's the first so time cute. he's called her. We haven't seen him call anybody else that. Granted, we haven't seen him with somebody else that he's really close to. We haven't even seen him with his mother or, or anything like that. So for me, it was a big major point and I think it was put in such a way that it had to have been deliberate by Monkey. that's what I'm saying (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it also makes me think of when Sam was thinking to herself like you know little by little I have to do like little things like just like I'm I'm developing code just like that the little things have to be done first and so she was like freaking out thinking they're about to bang but then, but then he brought her in for a cuddle. She can handle a cuddle. He called her love. She can handle that. And then he gives her a cute idea of cuddling on the couch and watching television. She'd probably change it to a video game and he'd probably be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but it, it was baby steps for her. But then I also, when he calls her love, just look at the look on her face. She's got this sweet little smile. She's not overly nervous anymore. She stopped shaking. Uh, and the look on his face too like just he's blushing he's a blushy boy he's so happy <laughs> one word and we're like melting we are we're just gonna stare at this one panel for another 20 minutes yeah. 
for the audio listener, um, Mindy put her, her her hands over her ears when I said that love is, <laughs> is like a common term of endearment. I'm not going to believe that. No, it can't be that. No, that was pretty funny. I hear you I think I'm going to make a, like a, a, a flash clip of like our crazy reactions throughout the thing. <laughs> you know, episode 152. But I also love this next part right here um, because she gets the out, but then she realizes she doesn't want the out. Mm -hmm. Take it away, Christine. <laughs> so with her beautiful blushy doe eyes, sounds like her lusty, her lusty oh, doe lusty eyes. Is Lust is in her eyes. That's right true. there. Yes. It's got <laughs> yeah. the red in it. Yes. It's got the yeah, that's true. That's her lusty. So eyes. with her lusty, blushy eyes. She's like, that sounds nice, Charles, but even though I'm nervous, I still want dot, dot, dot. <gasps> and Charles is like, what do you want, Bunty? And Good. we have to go. So tell me what you want. I really, really, really want to do it. <sighs> We just dated and, ourselves. I'm just saying. By the way, I no, I'm too, I'm kind of too young for that. I remember when I was um, I'm not nine, eight. My aunt, who was a couple, who was like seven years older than me, she was into the Spice Girls, so she had like a big poster and like whatever. And I remember looking at the poster, but I was I was didn't really know them. So yeah, <laughs> but now I my husband is her, her age. He's like seven and a half years older than me, so he's the one who like had it. <laughs> It's funny, my friend's husband is actually like obsessed with the Spice Girls. And I'm like, really? <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> anyway, back to the episode. Back to telling me what you want, Bunty. Yeah, what she really, really wants. She holds Charles' face and she's like really close. And she's like, I want, I want you, all of you. She's, and oh. <laughs> and then they, what was that Laura I was just saying it's so sweet I know it is you can tell that they're both looking at each other's lips and mm -hmm. they're blushing their mouths are slightly apart getting ready to enjoy what's about to take place <laughs> are those not watching Mindy's <laughs> everything because it's a little too crude but when she says when she says i want you i want all of you it's a very nice way of saying and then insert the nice things i can't really say but like very nice way of saying i want you fully unclothed in very close proximity to me pretty much yeah <laughs> but i also kind of think of it as an emotional level too mm -hmm. Because, I mean, if she just wanted him for his body, she wouldn't have reached for his face when mm. she could have touched him anywhere in that, in that moment. I kind of felt like that was an important moment for Charles because um, he has only allowed himself to kind of be used in the last uh, relationships that he's had since his uh, wife cheating on him. I mean, all of them were, I mean, he was using them as much as they were using him, but it must have been a tender moment to have somebody kind of want him for him. <sighs> At least that's what I think. Yeah. But then look how much he's blushing mm -hmm. when they're kissing. When they're kissing. It's like, it's so cute. And, like, uh, and then I mean, he's just, I mean, he's blushing in his ears. He's just... Yeah. Their eyebrows. Sam's always blushing, but yeah, he's eyebrows like this. Mm -hmm. It means a lot to them. There, it's not a casual kiss. No, this is a. I've been waiting for a long time for this, but I've been holding back at the same time. It's only their <laughs> second kiss on the lips, right? She kissed him in the office. And has he? Have they kissed since then? Well, they kissed in the bedroom. Okay. A lot. Yeah. A lot. Okay. Fine. <laughs> 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 There's too many to count. <laughs> okay. Mm hmm. And then we see our lovely little old friend, Control, lift up his chains and basically mic drop them. Woo! 
Woo! That Woo! is totally a mic drop. It's totally, absolutely a mic drop. <gasps> oh my gosh. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if, is it because of, like, it has to be because of Sam, right? That he, like, controls willing to just, like, mic drop, like, mic drop those chains? Like, it has to be. I, I'm, I'm really invested in these emoticons. I, <laughs> every time they show up, I'm like, analyze what's going on. <laughs> what's oh my goodness. And yeah, cause I, he, I'm pretty certain he would not have had any trouble holding on to control and control holding on to him during any of these rendezvous with other, other women. I do not think it has anything to do with letting go sexually. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's much on a much deeper level. And I do find it kind of interesting that Mungi hasn't shown us who this is and who he's holding on to, really. We know about control, but we haven't seen any of his other emoticons faces. Little. So we don't know yeah. exactly what the emotion is that's being restrained. And oh, I really want to know. Really want to know. <laughs> I kind of assumed that we would never see a specific emotion that we were supposed to be, you know, like kind of figure out meant his emotional connection to someone else. But yeah, maybe we'll get a specific one. Well, and maybe we don't need to know. Maybe we don't need to know because it is obvious that it's um, him letting go of everything that he was holding back on, which could be a lot of things like hope or fear or anything like that just letting it go and being willing to embrace it even if it's scary for him yeah Yeah. to both of those points I think it's um because they had that kind of hard conversation just a few minutes ago that Charles is able to let go of control so So freely yeah Mm -hmm. yeah he feels safe with Sam (laughs) Let's just revel in that moment. I know. This is mean. <laughs> watch, watch. Mongi's gonna be so mean and jump back to like some of the other characters next week. No. Or no. worst case scenario, dad no. comes home. Dad no. comes home and comes or, in. Or or Marshall interrupts because they're next door neighbor. All these horrible situations. Cruel <laughs> <Whoa>, punishment. <laughs> I'm being realistic. I don't want to get my hopes up. Okay, well, some people also mentioned you could, you know, we'll drop this over the Christmas hiatus, which is maybe two weeks. So, but we do have one more, right? Yeah, but then it'll be two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like she's only building up to uh, a, a bigger another cliffhanger, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I don't want to think about it. <laughs> I want to think about it a lot. I want lot. to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but these last few panels just... The last four panels just had me. Mm. Oh, they had me. That's all I can say. They just had me. I about threw my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice, um, I mentioned it to Mindy, I kind of feel control doesn't look so emaciated in this one. Yeah which I thought was kind of maybe important. I don't know if it's important, but I just felt like it was um, nice that control could be healthy instead of um, gasping and trying to survive, but just being in control and being healthy, but not overbearing. And then just being able to let go when control is supposed to let go. That's a good point. Because you do need control some of the time. Right? Yeah. Control is not a villain. No. He just has overused control. Control mm-hmm. got a little too much attention. And let's face it, no emotion should be chained up like that. That's just sad. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is beautiful. Mm-hmm. This episode was amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> I'm so happy. Oh, sorry. Go on. 
That's it. I, I don't have anything to say. I'm oh, making noises at this point. <laughs> I'm so happy for Sam's development. Like she, I, when was it? It was sometime. I don't remember what episode or when, what season even. Like she hadn't even like really thought about sex. She hadn't even really thought about relationships. She's like, oh, I'm just kind of going about my Completely day. Completely oblivious about my life. to. Yeah, and now here she is. Like, man, I want your dick in me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Truth, truth. (laughs) I mean, she's already been, you know, pretty intimate with him. She's already experienced her first orgasm. I'm assuming her first orgasm. Maybe not. That's my assumption. It made it sound like it was her first orgasm. Yeah, definitely first orgasm with another person. Mm -hmm. Well, just the way she was saying how she feels weird. Like she didn't know what to explain, how to explain it. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, I think it was her first orgasm because I don't think she's the kind of person to pleasure herself. She was too embarrassed to even think about that. So yeah. I'm just so proud of her development. They're like pregame. She's like, what? Yeah. 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 Not Monkey. I meant um, Monica. Monica, yeah. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Monica is speaking, you know. It's true. Yeah. Me, but, so. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So. so, oh, this is just special. Mm-hmm. Then again, there's there's some hate going on on Charles and Marshall on Facebook right now because of the whole <laughs> bro code thing. Uh, I, I I haven't read through the whole discussion yet, but I'm I'm a little uh, I don't read too much of it because frustrates me. In what scenario would Eva confronting Charles and Sam be a good thing in that? How yeah. would that have been a good scenario for anybody at that moment? Mm. Some people, and I used to be one of those people, believe in like honesty at all costs. And, um, and then I realized sometimes you should, you know, you don't have to say everything. Like sometimes the truth hurts too much or whatever. Like or you don't have to say drama. <laughs> waiting mm-hmm. for the right moment. I mean, that would have just been drama, drama, drama. Mm-hmm. That would have been, I mean, remember, Eva knows Sam's dad. And that would have been really awkward. They work, they work together. Remember when she first met Samara at the hospital? She's like, oh, you're the miracle baby. Uh, so she knows she knows Mr. Young and is she a lawyer for him? I think so something like that they work together in some scenario in fact Eva said at the hospital and I'm still curious of what this is going to turn out to mean she said uh, to Sam when they first met well if you're going to be Charles's assistant then we'll be seeing more of each other soon I don't know what that meant I don't remember that at all. I recently reread it. That's the only reason. It's when she comes to the hospital for her mm-hmm. brother. But I can't think that that would have been a good situation to let Sam know that she, he and Eva had been sexually intimate. Mm-hmm. I don't think he should keep it a secret if it comes up, but I don't think it's a necessity at this point especially when she's just barely coming to terms with becoming intimate with charles i don't know what that was <laughs> my little hand that was your, just comfort I find the chapters where, where they meet yeah it would have made this evening a lot more awkward. i just found it oh 96 78 78 that's when they first meet mm-hmm. i just found it Oh, now my webpage is not opening. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and they've talked to each other at the hospital when she caught Sam right, snuggled into her brother, or her brother snuggled into her. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not saying yeah, Eva is yeah. evil or anything. I'm just saying that would be, I want to protect Sam at all costs. And I don't really trust Eva right now with the whole sh- oh. dad and. Yeah. I feel like Eva's in on something that's a little nefarious, that she's being manipulated by her dad somehow. She's also pretty reactive, too. So, yeah. And that would totally ruin that, would have been a meat killer. Oh, yeah. What were you saying, Mindy? Yeah, it's in 96. She says her father is a client. So, a client of her and her dad, I guess. Hmm. 
Okay. Well, that was just a little side note. I was just yeah. thinking Sorry. about that. <laughs> Found it. Sorry. <laughs> huh. So do we have final thoughts you wanna you wanna share on this episode? <laughs> Chain mm -hmm. might drop this epic. Mm -hmm. I just have more dirty thoughts. <laughs> Do share. Share. Do share. <laughs> well, I'm channeling my inner Darla. So if you're oh, in the yeah. minute popular uh, <laughs> fandom, Darla is so dirty and I love her for it. <laughs> um, so, you know, she's just sitting on Charles' lap and they're kissing and getting more intimate. And so I just hope that she can feel him getting more aroused. I hope she can feel him get hard. <laughs> probably she mentioned being able to feel everything i mean mongi is being forced to be very delicate i think unfortunately but i'm kind of wondering how she's going to accomplish the next few panels what we hope is gonna happen <laughs> you know when charles is i'm just gonna share this right now you know in uh when we see Charles in the shower at one point and it's like steam covers everything. Yeah. yeah. On Patreon, she's got one where it does it. And I'm sorry, I'm just putting that out there. Wait, I have to scroll back to see that. Cause I- I, I did too. <laughs> I, had, I did it. I don't think I scrolled back. I, I must've scrolled back some, but I guess I didn't scroll back far enough because I didn't see that. <laughs> it's just got some cute today. little <laughs> cheeks there to share with everyone. It's fine. Oh, that's cute, okay. <laughs> oh. You're not the only one that's got a dirty mind, unfortunately. It's not dirty. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I object to that that terminology. It is humid. It's humid. it's enjoyable. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can side off by saying, "Well, ladies, it's ten twenty, and my husband's right there." But anyway. <laughs> but, yes, it is late, and we have things to do. That's all. <laughs> It's been fun. This was a very fun episode. Very. <laughs> I'm sure that the next episode will be fun as well. It better. <laughs> She's definitely going to build it up more. If there's going to be oh, a yeah. cock block, it's, it's going to, I'm pretty sure there's going to be some more build up first. Mm -hmm. At least, at least. I really mm -hmm. hope that there's nothing to hold them back from anything. Yes. All right, with that prayer in mind, we shall end. Thank you so much for joining. It was fantastic. It was such a fun episode. Thank you so much. Exactly. It was fun. It was good to meet you, Christine. It was good to see, see you again, Laura. Yep. Good night. Bye. Bye, Mindy. Thank you so much to my current patrons. Susie, Lady Libris, Lily, Jenny, Haley, Maria, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Emily, Joe, Rochelle, Saucy Tuggles, Meg, and Rose, Priya, Alexa, Misty, Laura, Joanne, Patty, Jen, Imelda, Esther, I'm watching your tours, Poppy, Seed, Marie, Jen, Emily, Jean, Jen, Aaron, D, K, Lily, Beckett, and Miranda. Your support is truly appreciated.